Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast. I'm Minerva Maharaj, a former NBA Toronto Raptors dancer turned certified spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Goddess of Wisdom Spiritual Life Coaching. Each week, I'll be bringing you practical spiritual tools, tips, meditations, and interviews with powerful thought leaders. My intention is to bring you one step closer to the life you've been dreaming of. If you are joining us for the first time or have been a loyal follower, I thank you for being here. There is something in you calling out for more, so it's not by accident you've landed here. Now, let's get connected to the beautiful life that awaits you. Welcome to the Words of Wisdom podcast. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj. I am so grateful you're joining me here today because the next four episodes, I have something very special planned for you. For the month of February, we're going to do a theme of self-love. Normally, February is known as the month of love because of Valentine's Day, and it normally triggers a lot of things in relationships or if you're single, wishing that you had a partner or wondering where is your partner. But I want to expand your awareness around this and really focus in on yourself because any love is really a reflection of self-love. I truly believe you receive the amount of love into your life based on the level you are willing to give yourself. So you can only receive to the level that you're willing to give yourself. So what I have done is invited beautiful experts onto my show to talk about different elements of self-love, sleep, health, emotional healing, relationships, and I'll even be doing a special episodes to awaken the divine love within you. So I really hope you enjoy this and I hope you walk away with a new awareness and an awakening within your soul about you being the love that you seek. I hope you enjoy. Welcome everybody to another episode of Words of Wisdom. I'm your host Minerva Maharaj and as I mentioned before, February is going to be the month of self-love and so what I'm offering is bringing different experts onto my show to talk about a different element of self-love and today we're going to be talking about sleep as a form of self-love. So I thought, who better than my family sleep consultant, Diana (laughs) Martins, who is a certified sleep consultant. She has two beautiful boys of her own. And I know she's going to share with you about how she came into it. But I actually, I really love your story. You were a sleep deprived mom. You went through sleep. uh, We sleep as a hired a consultant, and then you became one as your own. And I know you've helped so many families and especially moms me, myself, and helped me with my first child, Maya Luna, and we still rave about you. We refer everyone to you, and thank you so much for being here, Diana. Thank you, Minerva. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be on this podcast. I listen to it regularly, so this is truly an honor. Thank you. Oh, that means so much. Thank you. So um, tell our listeners a little bit about how you became a sleep consultant. So I had my first child. He was the crown jewel of our family, very much protected and very much loved. And he would not sleep longer than two hours at a time from birth until I sleep trained him. I took him around our little healthcare system in the sense of getting him tested for everything because like it just didn't make sense. He was not sleeping like a baby should, right? He was just waking up. So I thought something was wrong with him did all the tests. He was declared healthy. Then we actually decided to finally hire We Sleep. 
sleep trained him the first night he slept through the night. I was so, so happy. I could have cried happy tears because of how much of a burden it felt like it lifted off of me. So proud of him. And I was so happy to be able to do that without like leaving him alone to cry or to have like a big drama in the household. We were there to support him the entire time. So I felt like the method we were able to use really supported us as a family and supported him as a learning baby. So that is why I became so passionate about this. So passionate because my life has changed after my child started sleeping, got my me time back. I got my husband time back. We got um, some structure in our days. He was a happier kid. The next, um, so we sleep trained him at nine months. By 10 months, he started walking. It was just like almost like sleep helped him develop and thrive. So I saw firsthand how it really did impact us as a family. So that's how I ended up here today. Amazing. And thank God, because you, I mean, I can call you a friend and I know you've helped so many people. And I just think back to the first call we ever had. I, I maybe didn't even like brush my hair for like a few days. Like I just remember being in pajamas and I was miserable. Like if we have a video from our first call, like that, that's how you and I met. And you really like, I, of course it's for our children, but it's also for the parents and for the moms, right? Like you made me love being a mom and really start enjoying what everyone says. Like, oh, it's such a magical time. And it's challenging, but you really give the gift of sleep, but give the gift of motherhood, I feel. Yes, Um, yes. Yeah. So what, like, the reason I wanted you on our show is because I feel like, you know, we can only receive love to the level we give love to ourselves. And I feel like sleep is such an important part of our health. So what do you think? And I personally think our society is sleep deprived. I don't know your thoughts on that. So let's hear that. Like, what do you, what's so important about sleep? And where do you see a problem in our culture and our society around sleep? I think the biggest problem comes from us rewarding the, um, you know, badge of honor as a, oh yeah, I didn't sleep for two hours. I only slept for two hours or yeah, no, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep last night at all, or I haven't slept in a week, like almost, um, what's that word, Minerva? Um, glorifying. Yes. I was going to say celebrate. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, it's not something to be proud of if you haven't slept, right? It, It doesn't equate that you've worked harder or anything like that. If anything, it shows that you did not prioritize your well-being you did not prioritize your own health so I think that's the biggest trouble with the society is that we have started to uh, glorify being sleep deprived for some reason and Mm -hmm. it does not help our consciousness it does not help our emotional health our mental health um, anything like that so um, one of the biggest problems is that the increased use of this green, right? Like we're not going to bed early enough. Those are all, all signs that look like this is becoming a problem that people need to start to take a step back and prioritize their rest time more, right? Like get back into the idea that rest is actually productive. Rest is where growth comes from. 
Rest is where those fantastic ideas come from. When you're rested, you're not in that drive, 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 drive mode. Like I do, 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 do. You're in a break. Let me think about this. You can think ideas. Hey, maybe I can save time actually because I just got this brilliant idea on how to work more efficiently or something like that, you know? So yeah. something like that. Um, that's kind of why I think it's such an issue. Yeah. It just regenerates in so many ways, like physically, like you sleep, your body has a chance to regenerate your mind. You're thinking more clear. You're more focused. Your, your mental health, your well-being. you're just happier. I think all around. And I remember one time back in my past life as a dancer, um, like people on tour would be like, well, all I need is just four hours of sleep. And we were traveling, we were dancing on stage. It was like physically grueling. And if I slept, it was always judges like, oh my gosh, you get so much sleep. And it's like, that's another thing as well as like, we exactly what you're saying. We glorify not having enough sleep because we equate not sleeping or with not with working hard right so if we don't sleep that means we're working harder and if we're working hard that means we don't sleep does that make sense exactly yeah 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 um I even remember um Minerva but when we were working together when baby was waking up earlier so 6 30 you're like oh but I'm still so tired and I'm like listen lady get into bed earlier prioritize that right yes. totally calling you out here <laughs> yeah that's totally you know I'm, I'm like an open book with my audience anyway but yeah it's so true and that's you know I wanted to talk about we put these routines together for babies for anyone who have kids or we say it's something you want to do but it, it's a practice and it's a habit to start developing these sleep routines. So like yes. some of the things you taught me, like when you said that I, I was on, I remember messaging you like 1130 at night being like, this is like working really well, but I still can't sleep. And you're like, well, go to bed. Like, this is the time. So like, I'll let you talk on this. Um, I, I want to hear your tips on this, but I know some things that started helping me is I would have like, we know we have like white noise machines and sleep sacks and stuff like that for our babes, those routines. But I think it's so important to develop a routine for ourselves as women, right? Would oh, absolutely. And if you want to think about the routine word, why not just change your language a little bit and make it a little bit more luxe and call it a bedtime ritual? In that sense, you add that love component to it. For example, like my bedtime ritual would be like, I do take a shower at nighttime because one, my bed is cold. And two, like I just feel more comfortable after I have my shower. I do a little skincare routine. I will read a little bit of book. I will sit on some warm tea and then I will go to sleep type of thing. So I feel like within that ritual, I'm cleansing my body, like I'm taking care of my body. I'm moisturizing my face, my eyes, my hands, my my feet, like all those things I'm giving love to without consciously really thinking about it, but I am. And then I'm um, reading something, relaxing at nighttime. And then I'm also giving love to my mind by doing that. Mm. And then I'm able to sleep. So this theme of self-love, love yourself the way you love your children right? Yeah. Like you would make sure that they've been ba- bathed, they've been fed, you've read them a happy story, they went to sleep happy. So similar, we should do for ourselves, because when we take care of ourselves, that is when we can give back the same yes. level. 
right? Yes. And you wake up refreshed having a good night's sleep, but that good night's sleep starts before the actual sleep. I love that bedtime ritual. Some of my favorite things I like doing is I now have a white noise machine of like the ocean playing near me, um, essential oils, a bath before, candle. Um, if my mind is going, I like, I have a nighttime journal where I just mind dump or do gratitude. Um, but anything to like get into a calmer state and be clear, like I prepare for sleep. I can't say I do this every day, but I'm getting so much better at it. It has made such a difference for the next morning and how I show up as a mom and a coach and and a wife in every way. Uh, Yeah. And I was going to add, sorry. Yeah, no, please go ahead. (laughs) I was going to add to that. It's like, this is not going to happen overnight, right? This is not just because you do the ritual once. It doesn't mean you're going to sleep fantastic. Apply it over time, right? right? Give yourself some time to get used to this new way, this all to accept all this new love you're showering on yourself um, to, to see and reap the benefits of what you are doing. Your investment in yourself is the best type of investment that you can make right so that 15 minutes before bed it doesn't have to be a long bath with candles and make it all pretty sure it can once in a while but quite frankly when it's like 10 30 you just want to get into bed you're taking like a five minute shower maybe you may elevate it maybe you're putting some essential oils in the shower because you don't have time for a bath but it smells nice Um, maybe you're playing um, some relaxing music while you shower you can you can really level level it up but do it within like 15 minutes. You can make For it quick. sure. Yeah, exactly. You can have a longer routine and a shorter routine. I do play some meditation music in the shower. So that's really good. You mentioned screen time. So what is your recommendation for kids and adults in terms of how much screen time we should have? And especially when is the best time to shut that off before bed? How much time do you really need before bed? Um, so before bed uh, for children, I say an hour, depending on the age, right? Under two, they really should not be having any screen time, but over two, definitely do it an hour before bed. So if you want to think about it that way, if they're having dinner and then they're getting some quiet play time and then they're having bath time and bedtime routine. So once dinner gets started, all the screens are off from that mm-hmm. point forward. Mm-hmm. Um So that way it really does affect their brains and it does affect their sleep. I've noticed noticed an increase of night wake-ups for school-age children since Mm -hmm. virtual school has started happening, Mm -hmm. um, since we entered this new lockdown period. Um, So that's one thing for sure it affects. Even for us as adults, um, you should turn off your screen, stop, put your phone to charge in the office if that's what it takes a half an hour before you go to bed. Okay. I like that. I like that. And do you notice with adults working from home now, is that affecting their sleep? Like what is the sleep patterns for adults there? Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's hard to shut off. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Cause you, you're like, okay, well it's nine o'clock. Let me just bang out an hour and then go to mm-hmm. bed. But your mind is still thinking about work. It's hard um, yeah. to really separate work from your life, your off time, your downtime, your me time, because you're trying to catch up, you're trying to perform, you're trying to get things done. You want to, especially for parents who always feel like, am I being a bad employee or am I being a bad parent by not being able to do both at the same time? Because we can't, right? So um, you are in that shuffle. I definitely see my husband logging back in after I've even finished work. 
So um, I've moved, you know, appointments and stuff like that to the evenings like you do, like you work a lot at nighttime. So I'm definitely trying to log off by 930 (laughs) at the minimum and then um, continue on with the rest of my night screen free. Yeah, that's a really good point. I feel like it's important to, as well as you have a bedtime ritual, also like an end of work ritual. So you're telling your brain it is done because sometimes, you know, working from home, you can work from your bedroom or kitchen and in places you normally chill out and relax and have everyday life. So I know some of the things I do to kind of shut off. Okay, it is now work is done and now it's home life. It's personal time. Um, Sometimes playing music or washing my hands. I'm like, okay, washing off work, like something to interrupt the pattern of work and really packing away everything. If I happen to be working out of my bedroom or something like that, do, do you have any rituals or things you can suggest in terms of breaking up that pattern from work life to home life? So after I'm done my work, I shut my computer off. I leave my phone to charge in the office. That's the only way I'm not tempted to look at it. Trust me when I say my husband will be like, did you get this? Did you see this? Did you see at night? And he's like, where's your phone? I'm like, my phone is not here. Leave me alone type of thing. (laughs) Um, But what I do after I shut down, I normally go downstairs, make sure my kitchen is clear. Most of the time I need to do some dishes or something. So that washing that comes in. So I will wash up. Maybe I'm playing some nice Indian music because I don't really listen to music during the day because I've got virtual school going. I've got client calls. Like I don't really have mm-hmm. really easy music listening time, I guess. So mm-hmm. other than when everything's shut down. So I listen to some music that I like. Um, maybe I will dance a little bit just because it's just me and it's late and I'm starting to wind down. I go for my shower and then I kind of start with my, my little bedtime there. But I do think because now we don't have that long commute, right? We don't have that. My thing is like I do not work in my bedroom. I like refuse to work in my bedroom. If anything, I'll bring my laptop downstairs to the living room type of thing if if I need to. But with virtual school, I've got my laptop. He's got his iPad working through school that way. But I try to keep work designated areas like two, Mm. three places tops because I just feel like my productivity will go down if I'm in the bedroom and I don't want to work when I'm in my bedroom I want to read or I want to like you know maybe watch something that's another thing a lot of people watch tv before bedtime Mm -hmm. I try not to obviously I'm not perfect or anything like that everything's in moderation but I would do it on the weekends but I'm so so restless after that Mm. so not even not even Netflix in bed no, I'll watch it downstairs when bed's when it's done, like we'll come back up, I'll shower and do whatever because it's just in my mind. I'm especially if it's something good, right? Like it's it's in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you on that. But some I just have to admit, some days it's just so nice to put on a movie, and just fall asleep in bed and not on the couch and have to walk. But I totally understand. And there is a difference in quality of sleep for sure. I've noticed when you fall asleep to a screen or without the screen. And I like what you said as well, to keep your phone in another room. That's one thing I've been more mindful of, especially finishing work, leaving another room to charge and then being out with my family. So I'm not like, you know, naturally just picking up my phone. Um, so I have a question around shame. This is just naturally coming up as you're talking about it. Do you notice, or have you ever experienced shaming around sleeping? Like, oh, you got a nap in, 
um, or your baby's well rested and other people kind of judging that. How does shame, how have you noticed shame play a role in sleep? Wow, that's a good question for sure. I've seen that because it's, well, with shame comes some jealousy, right? Like they're, they're shaming you because they want that. So um, yeah, if your baby sleeps well, let me just, I always tell people just because your baby's sleeping doesn't mean parenting is not tiring. It's still mm-hmm. very tiring. They're still on every single day. You still got to um, be with them 24-7. But yes, for sure. I see a lot of people saying like, oh, um, you know, the baby slept. How come my wife isn't sleeping? Now you got to sleep train my wife. And or the, the wife will be like, my husband sleeps fine. I can't sleep because I'm up with the baby all night. You know, like so almost like a bit of jealousy mm-hmm. or resentment towards the husband because he's able to relax and, and fall asleep, which is you know, maybe he's just programmed that way. And moms, we take Mm -hmm. that responsibility on of waking up when the baby wakes up. So um, even just, there's so much shame around um, saying I'm going to bed early. Like, are you a party pooper or whatever, something like that? You're a grandma. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Exactly. But um, for sure, have you seen uh, um, within your circles, for sure. Um, like, oh, your baby's sleeping. It must be so convenient for you. You must have all this free time now. Or, um, oh, you seem so well, well rested. That must be nice. And it's like that underhanded. And you're right. Like with shame comes some jealousy. And so when you hear any criticism, you naturally think like, oh, like, am I doing something wrong? So um, uh, it's just a reframing that, and it's just something I'm picking up on of how we shame so many things. And when we feel that shame, we, as humans, we naturally pull away. Like we don't want to do that thing we're being shamed for. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think is so detrimental to sleep and how sleep is just, it's just so needed. And I even say like, I think like health insurance, especially in Canada, cause we're oh, yes. so lucky should be covering sleep consultants. It's just does so much for your mental health, your physical health, and it could avoid therapy and so many things if, you know, their sleep consult is not just for babies, but even for adults. So, yeah. I agree. I agree. Hopefully this will spark some change. Yeah, exactly. So what are some last tips you have for our audience around developing a self-love practice around sleep? I would definitely say start simple, start very, very simple. Don't make a list of like eight things you do before bed. Just make it one or two things you do for yourself. And then as it comes to you, add one more thing that you really enjoy and don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Like, oh my goodness, I didn't do it. I can't, you know, I can't continue on. It's not like, like that you do it um, when you can, even for myself, I would say, at least probably five out of the seven nights, I'm able to complete my ritual. Hey, maybe some days I get pasta thrown at me. So I'm showering midday versus nighttime type of thing. Like that happens, (laughs) right? So you just kind of go with it and just do what feels right for you. Um, Put your phone away is my second big tip. It's just put your phone away. Start your, if you're looking, okay, what time should I get into bed? Start at 930. Mm -hmm. That way you are in bed for 10 p.m that would be perfect for an adult is to be in bed, your rituals complete, you're in bed for that time, you're ready to sleep. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, work backwards at that time ahead. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So w- do you have any exciting events or anything you'd like to share with our audience on how they can get in touch with you and possibly work with you? So I do work remotely. I work virtually. So I've just shared something this morning that all around the world I've worked with. Um, but I am, isn't it crazy? It's yeah. so, it's, it's like every continent. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm a, I'm available through Instagram. I'm available through email. I'm available through phone. Um, I work personally to coach babies, families um, into getting their 10 to 12 hours of sleep at night. I love working with babies, but I think my passion comes from really connecting with the moms, with the mothers, with really changing their lives, with being able to see them in their element after they're well rested and they're able to be the powerhouse and be able to give that energy and love to their families. That is where my true, true joy comes from. And um, I do give free 15-minute consultations if you're curious about my services on how to get your baby sleeping in a gentle way and a supportive way. And um, yeah, I, th- I get, just put my email or my website or whatever, I guess, in the show notes, yeah. Minerva. Yeah, we'll definitely be linking everything. And uh, if anyone wants to screenshot this and post it right away, just tag Goddess of Wisdom Coach as well as we sleep underscore Diana, make sure to follow her. You have changed my life. I'm so grateful to have you as our family and friends sleep consultant, as well as a friend. I feel very lucky to have you in my circle. But before we go, because you are a very loyal listener, I'm going to be doing, as you know, a lightning round with you. So I have five questions and I want you to just shout out the first word or sentence that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Are you scared? Are you scared? Yes. <laughs> I always like freaking out my guests. Okay. No, it's all on the theme of self-love. Okay. And not too okay. personal, but you're welcome to get as personal as you want. Okay. Favorite thing to do on your day off? Cook. Really? Interesting. Good. Beautiful. Favorite movie? Uh, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I just think Lion King right now. Oh, it's so good. A classic, a classic. Your favorite book? Fine Balance by Rowanting Mystery. Ooh. Mystery. Mm. Have you read that? It's like super thick, but it's deep. Mm. I haven't heard of it. Very intriguing though. Fiction, fiction. Your celebrity crush? That guy from Bridgerton. I don't know his name. <gasps> I know. Right. He looks handsome. Yeah, that's yes. the next on my, my list right now. But I have to share with who my current crush is. I'm okay. watching Superstore, Superstore on Netflix, Ben Feldman. Okay, I have to look at it. Gotta watch it. He's such a hottie. He's so cute. Um, okay, back to you. number five. Your number one reason, or sorry, one reason that it's worth staying up late for. vitamin s i got it if you're watching on youtube you'll know what she felt you're the best i love you so much thank you so much diana for being here you're welcome thank you so much for having and thank you to everyone who's listening i hope i hope this info was valuable to them thank you so was and thank you everyone for listening to words of wisdom see you next time